community, which I consider to be a problem. And uh, it's amazing. No sooner do we take on the idea of, of uh, trying to supervise the 7-Eleven on Avenue M for three hours today. That's all we took on. It was a simple thing because he felt if people want to come, they'll come then because we asked them to come. Uh, buses from camps, individuals, and uh, that's what we had expected. And we prepared for it. I had uh, materials ready to hand out I, about, about, about Kashrus at 7-Elevens, and I had, uh, I had prepared a number of the uh, lists of the kosher products. It seems to be that there's a several different listings of kosher products that, uh, I mean, kosher Slurpees, uh, that, are, that are seem to be uh, going around. One of them is from the CRC in Chicago, and I consider that to be a very responsible one. And there's another one or two that are also going around, and I haven't had a chance to check any of it out. And I myself don't even know who gives the certification. So uh, it's, it's a very hard thing. Let me just recap briefly what I'm talking about. We took on, because we were talking about the problems we, we consider in 7-Eleven, uh, that, first of all, it's not a kosher establishment. I kept trying to speak to this man, and I had to talk to him. Uh, he was behind the, uh, the Frankfurters, which are trafe. And then across from that uh, was the, the baked goods that come from a conservative rabbi, not an orthodox rabbi. And uh, this, is, uh, this is just the idea of what kind of a store we're talking about. It's not kosher. Okay, so you, you, if you're going in to buy uh, a newspaper or something else and it's a, you know, or some food item that's packaged, I understand. But here we're talking about exposed material. Now, I spoke to them twice. They promised me that we would be able to come down and to uh, certify to our standards that the Slurpees that are being used are only kosher and that all of the Slurpee syrups in the store would be under, uh, under our control and that uh, they weren't using anything else or didn't have anything else in the store. That's what we had made up twice. But then we came down today, about 10.15, 10.30, to see what was going on. And the first thing that I noticed was that several of the Slurpees were not kosher certified. So I pointed it out. You, you told me that you're doing only kosher. So, well, this is a new flavor. They have to try it out. You know, they send it to us, and we put it out. It's a new experimental flavor. Of course, it doesn't have a kosher certification, but, you know, uh, that's what we have to do. And another thing I saw there, it didn't say kosher on it, and they said, oh, yes, this is what it says on this letter over here, and he pointed to something. The only problem was that the names don't match. The one on the, uh, on the, on the drink was not the same name exactly to what was on the chart of the list of the recommended. And I looked through the list of recommended that I had from CRC in Chicago, and it was very, very confusing, I have to admit. And this is, the, is one of the reasons why certification is really necessary. It's, it's put out by a company that makes dozens, no, no, not five or 20, dozens of flavors uh, for, for Slurpees. Dozens. It's Fanta. Dozens of flavors for Slurpees. So they have mango in two or three or four varieties. And this is a different variety. Now, 
Maybe it is what they meant. Maybe it's not. We've got to learn lumdus now. We've got to learn like a Gemara. This one says this, and this one says that. Now, what's the truth? So here we have a listing that I had, which was updated in May, May 30th uh, of this year. And that was a listing on the wall. I have no idea how old that listing is. And neither of, the, neither of them matched what was in the thing. So he says, well, you know, that's, a, that, that's why they didn't put the word kosher next to it. See, to me, he's trying to fool me, but on the, on the, on the sign, he was afraid to do it, I suppose, because he knew that it really wasn't a kosher certified product. Then I asked to see the syrups. Sorry, Rabbi. I was told I'm not allowed to let you in to see anything. You're not allowed to see. Well, obviously, that was the end of the game. The only problem was that we had sent out emails to all the camps in the area because we had been communicating with them. We also had been on this show and said we're going to be down there. I can't tell you how many calls I received today and emails that I received today, but we were not able to certify it. Now, we had two choices, to walk away or to stay there. So we stayed there outside the store. I mean, I wasn't there. It was a few minutes, but basically somebody else was taking care of it. And he stood out in the sun. It's a terrible situation. He stood out in the sun for, uh, for a couple of hours. And just any time somebody that looked from the Jewish observant wanted to go into the store, it was a man or woman, the buses of children, they made a statement to them. We didn't want to say that there's anything wrong in the store. We didn't want to make any, you know, we didn't get thrown away either. We didn't have a fight or, or the police be called. So I told them all we could say is that, uh, you know, Slurpees, are, not all Slurpees are kosher or not kosher certified. So that's what we, we told people. We didn't really mention about our certification that we were supposed to have had. We didn't, certainly didn't mention how they were treated. None of that. No, no, we didn't go into that at all. Always told them was, you know, that uh, Slurpees are not all kosher. That's all. I had an interesting experience because I was there for a few minutes, and a busload of girls came in. Actually, at least five buses came when we were there. I was only there for one of them. And the bus, the busload of girls came in, and they started running to the store. And I said, wow. First of all, I don't want to run after them. I don't want to run to each girl and tell her something, and they're in the halfway in the store already. So I saw who, who, a woman who was obviously the head of the whole group, and uh, I, I said to her, you know, not all the Slurpees are kosher. She said, I know. And she had a list with her of the recommended Slurpees. So that's what she did. Now, do I think that that's all significant, that's sufficient? Absolutely not. Especially when I saw how the management dealt with me. When we had, you know, and they, they were afraid of whatever I would see. They were afraid any questions I was asking. They were, fra- they were upset that I noticed that the products were not kosher that were in there, even though they tell everybody that we, oh, we have a, this is a kosher, we only use kosher uh, Slurpees. So obviously, um, there's a disconnect. And now, if you ask me, well, of course, I didn't enjoy it at all. And uh, I, obviously this, I see that this is a very complex situation. But what I did learn is that... Uh, you know, there are many things that can go wrong in these things. I see how hashkocha is, how hard it is to communicate with people when you have to remove a hashkocha. 
We didn't even get started. So it was a very interesting experience. I have to admit it was a, one of the most interesting experiences I ever had. However, it was very frustrating, I'll tell you that. Now, I want to, without that, any further ado, I'd like to go uh, Rabbi, on. Rabbi, yeah. I just I jump over it. You see, <laughs> that's what I think that we, we are so insist about it because people tend, you know, pushing, yes, it's kosher, but we know, and I know, that so many times the homeowner, the, the uh, store owner, changing the the the, the changing the, the the concentrate or the syrup, changing this to the different taste, and people think, oh, this is this is kosher and this is kosher, and they didn't let you to see this behind the scene. So this is this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And we you you asked them in the beginning twice. Yeah, the beginning, you know, that it's two weeks, what, three weeks that we were well, already no, dealing went, with them? I went to them twice. I went into store twice in order to make sure that I didn't have what happened today. But I, I think the reason it happened is because I asked a lot of questions. That's, <laughs> I, I that's all I did. I that's don't it. think it has anything to do with his, his superior telling him I couldn't do it because uh, he would have told that to me the second time. He said he had asked permission, and then every time when I went back, everything was fine. Yes, fine, Rabbi, yes, fine, fine, fine. But I think that I asked too many questions, and he decided it's not, he doesn't want, he didn't want to get involved with us. We avoided any conflict, and I, I must admit that a, a, a lot of, most of the people who went there didn't know anything about what we were doing, and that's fine. But, uh, what, uh, but many people did know, and many, some people called me and asked me, and, and maybe they even went there and saw no one there. Whatever it is, we did what we had to do. We didn't, we did, if we couldn't give the certification, then we took the responsibility to communicate that with the people who came in. And that's, that, was the op, that was the story. Now, I must admit that the real story is not what I just told you. The real story is what's happened in the last few days. It's always that way, isn't it? How, how, how many things happen at one particular time. So I must tell you that between the time that I decided to do the Slurpee thing, two things came up, both of which are very interesting. And I think it's because we had it on the, mentioned on the radio, so people contacted me. The first one was a good friend of mine who, uh, who runs the, the uh, w works in the Kashvis area, Beryl Brody, Rabbi Beryl Brody, who listens to this show as much as he can. Um, he doesn't live here, but he just tries to catch it later on. It's from the COR of Detroit. So he emailed me just this week, and I believe me, if I would have seen this email before, I don't think I even would have thought of doing this thing I was trying to do today. Listen to what he wrote July 4th, 2016 in his cautious alerts from the from the COR of Greater Detroit. Listen to this. This is exactly what we're talking about. 7-Eleven Slurpees. The COR, that's the Council of Rabbis of Greater Detroit, and this is not some kind of uh, radical group. This is the regular rabbis of Detroit. The COR strongly recommends that Slurpees be bought only at stores that have store-level kashrus supervision of their Slurpees, to be assured that the syrup box that feeds the machine is actually kosher and parva. And I don't think a lot of people know that there are a number of varieties that are dairy, and of course not Chal of Israel. Uh, I'll just give you the, um, the, to mention, since we're mentioning this, I'll just mention the names of the, Varieties that are, 
dairy. Let me just get that out. Well, here, this is the long way of doing it. Uh, pin, banana split, pina colada, those are dairy. Diet Pepsi is dairy. Jolly Rancher, Yo Cream, they're dairy. And the interesting thing Whoa. is that the one of them, a latte, is parva, which is interesting. Cafe, cafe latte from, uh, for, is, is actually parva. Olam afuch. Olam afuch gets it. <laughs> anyway, let me go back to, to Rabbi Brody because he, he's, if he's listening in, he's going to be upset when I interrupt. <laughs> it, here's what he said. So he's telling us that you should only go to a, a store, a 7-Eleven that has Ashkacha. One reason, uh, because the, the, the syrup box that feeds the machine, you have to be sure that that box is actually kosher and part of it. The flavor cards on the machine cannot be relied upon. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what the man says right away when I come into the store. Nah, it says Coke. Everybody knows it's Coke. It's Coke. It's Coke. It's Coke. Listen to what Ray Brody says. The flavor cards on the machine cannot be relied upon, even if they bear a kosher symbol, because stores sometimes use syrups that do not correspond with the brand or variety posted on the machine. Number two. In addition, number three now, when changing flavors, stores generally do not clean the machine in between. And during the transition, there can be a significant mixture of flavors, one of which may be non-kosher or dairy. Now, I want you to hear the rest of this because it's absolutely amazing. The COR provides supervision for Slurpees at four local 7-Eleven stores. That's in Detroit. But only for the machines specified on the COR certificate posted at each location. In other words, even with the COR, even with the Hashkacha, the whole business, the guys who run these stores want to have those non-kosher flavors, want to have the dairy flavors. They want to put in the ones that they're asked to experiment with for a few months. They want to put them in the store anyway. Even though he's giving Hashkocha, they'll refuse to make kosher only. That's the fact with 7-Eleven. They'll refuse to make it kosher only. All they're going to do is, is, is cooperate that one machine or two machines in the store, even though they have three or four, will be dedicated as kosher. So in one of the stores, all three machines are kosher. And listen to this. But the Coolidge, there's three stores, you can only use the left machine when you come in the door. You have to know this. Could you imagine that? And, and this, is, this is how people are living. Use the machine on the left. Don't go to my left. Le yeah, the left one. That's the one to use. If one is in an area with no supervised stores available, Brooklyn, New York, the, car, the COR recommends that Slurpees not be bought unless the consumer is able to inspect the label on the box of the syrup which feeds the Slurpee machine, which of course I wasn't allowed to do, to verify its kosher and parva or dairy status. The box of syrup that feeds the machine 
is located in the back of the store where I wasn't allowed to go in, in an area which is off limits to non-employees and cannot be entered without express permission from the store's manager, which I had twice, but they rescinded it. A list of kosher slurpees available from Chicago Biblical Council. Okay, fine. But here, you see over here how he deals with it. It's, Amazing! It's, 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 give, it's give us the you know the courage to continue and insist on this stuff. Even some uh, local rabbi thought is they, they checked uh, the, the list of uh, of the slurpees. Oh boy, not, but not real. We, it's really not reliable. Not real. No. Now I want to tell you at the same time I couldn't believe this. Somebody sent me a, 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 a Talmud Chaver of mine, who goes goes back for for many years ago. He got smichin on yeshiva, and he sent me a copy of a piece from Rabbi Baruch Fried. I really don't know who this Baruch Fried is, but uh, it, it's an interesting piece. He talks about 7-Eleven. It's three pages, and basically, I'm going to go to the end of, the, of his article here, and here's what he says at the end. He says... Um, And it may be that, you know, when you check out the, you, you, the, the, some level, you're going to be, it's kosher. But he says the following. Chazal tell us, don't look at the vessel, rather at its contents. An open milk bottle in a non-Jewish store without an official mashkiach should not be considered chal of Israel. Whether it be worth their while to exchange it is immaterial for that just makes it what we call Chalav Stam. To be Chalav Israel, it would either need to be sealed or have a mashkiach who is Yotzev Enichnas. So for those commendable Yidden who are makbed on exclusively drinking Chalav Israel, look for the seal bottle. Now this, in other words, we don't get the chance to check out. We don't have a way of checking out what's going on in this store. And therefore, we don't really belong in there. Aside from the fact that you have to step over almost the uh, non-kosher frankfurters and the non-kosher, or excuse me, pseudo-kosher baked goods with the non-orthodox certification, that's what you have to wade through. Aside from any, uh, uh, any inappropriate behavior or clothing during the summer, that's a different question, but, but, and, and the type of people who come in. But we, we don't really belong doing this kind of work. We don't, we don't belong taking our kids in there, and that's, that's our position, uh, even if they wouldn't have pulled a fast one on me today. So I, that's my whole experience in, in giving Hashgach because I never gave it. Now I can, Baruch Hashem, Hashem saved me, that I can always say that I never gave Hashgach. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to go on to some other topics. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Okay, fine. And a fountain drink at a kiosk. And okay, an amusement park. All right. Let, let me tell you, this topic is uh, is something that even though I I could I could talk about it at length, I choose not to do it today because I want to look into it a little further. I haven't. I just saw a very interesting article. You can look into these things yourself. On the uh, the Star K has a piece on it, and uh, the CRC in Chicago has a piece on it. The one in Chicago, interestingly enough, goes through the whole new. There's a whole new kind of a fountain, sort of fountain that Seven Eleven is using, and they came out that Seven Eleven, the way they do it, cannot be a problem because it comes from the back 
all the way, each flavor comes out properly. But we know now that we cannot get a straight answer. We cannot investigate 7-Eleven's products. Now, I don't know how 7-Eleven's work. Just like I don't remember, I don't know how Carvel's work. But I remember the way it worked with Carvel, that you were supposed to only use from Tom Carvel, from the Yonkers, New York, for the, for the main store. And the number of, of stores cheated. Again and again and again, they were cheating and they were buying other things. And especially if they couldn't get it in time. So they buy something else. Now, I'm wondering, if they experiment with flavors, maybe they're experimenting also with different sources for their products. Now, it could be that they monitor it so closely that they can't get away with it. I don't know. It could be they come down very hard on them. I don't know. It's a franchise, so maybe there is some kind of control. But I remember with Carvel, they were not able to do it. And I know that the Carvel system, original, original system was that all Carvels were certified, even though no one was there. Then we found problems and problems and problems and problems. So eventually, when the, when the uh, Cuff K got it, they said only the, only the establishments that we, that we visit, those are the only ones that we're going to consider to be certified. The rest of them in Ameri America, they're not certified. You have to have Ashkacha on the Carvel store. Even though it's a Carvel, he has to buy from Carvel. What are you talking about? But it's not real. It's just not real. And, uh, and, and so, uh, and, and as far as, as, far as uh, this particular, as far as the idea of the sodas, I was, I spoke once to someone who um, was close with the, to the situation. He was in the food business, and he told me that one of the people who deliver to the uh, stores for those machines, the soda machines, you know, that you put in, and the old type of soda machine where you put in and you got loose, uh, the, 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 the flavor came out with the fizz, it, two different things, and it entered into a little cup. You know, one of those kind of things. He said to, he said to me, he, he said to him that there is no such thing as knowing you have Pepsi-Cola or Coca-Cola, even if the machine says Pepsi-Cola or Coca-Cola, because if it's wet and cold, nobody knows. And therefore, they'll buy the cheapest stuff. This is what the man did. He was representing the, the, uh, the, the, the name brands, and he knew that when he came into the stores, he was finding that they were using non-name brands. So it, that's reality. People cheat. And we see over here that they mix up and what can I tell you? It's, it's really not an exact science. Now, if you were fortunate enough that they'll show you what they're using and, you, and you're satisfied that that's what they're doing, maybe, you know, maybe. But if you can't get into the area where, they're, where, they, where they keep this stuff and it's, and it's piped in from the back room and you can't go there, so then you're on a non-Jew, you're relying on a non-Jew for your food. And I don't think that really is the appropriate way today when we have so many good things available. I know it's more exciting to, to have the soda fountain experience. And I know it's more exciting to have the choices. I know it's, all this is very exciting. But I also know that when you're thirsty, you know, wet and cold, a, a can of soda, a bottle of soda would do just as well for you. And you know something? I hate to tell you, there are some stores that do kosher only. There are, there's another company called Icy, I-C-E-E, -E, 
it's being used in a number of a number of uh, com- competitors to 7-Eleven, and they, uh, I think they make only kosher. And even if they don't make any, only kosher, there are some kosher stores that carry only kosher. And, they, and you can get a Slurpee-like product in another store. It's just that here it was free. Today it was free. And I mean, how can you beat free? The only thing is, kosher would beat free. That's the, that's the point. So I don't want to belabor this. I know we, we spent a lot of time on it already today. A lot of bad things are free. What? A lot of bad things is free. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a story that we, we, we could... Uh, let, let's see. You know, but when you, you told me that the... the uh, what do you call it? The... Uh, diet Coke is uh, milky. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's yeah. really you know some people diet don't. Pepsi. Yeah. Diet Pepsi. It's it's cra- you know it's all people don't realize it. No, they don't realize. Nobody realizes. Realize no. Uh, let's let's take a moment and say a word uh, about our sponsor. And you can call in now and discuss anything you like. You can meet us at seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. If not, I have some one very interesting things to share with you. Again, seven one eight six eight three five eight. Five, eight, and you can text us. People have already started, 347-927-8398. But let me just take off from one moment and share with you a little bit about what's going on in Glotmart. Because Glotmart is conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. And they've been uh, in the uh, kosher business for over 35 years. And they've been doing a wonderful job in uh, helping us in the Flappish community to have the highest standard. Um, some of the uh, products that are on sale right now are family pack filet steak, $9.99 a pound. Family pack beef stew, $7.99 a pound. Pashkas marshmallows, 8 ounce. All varieties except jumbo, $1.99 a pound. Mendelssohn's eight slice pizza, $6.99. Those are some of the items that are on sale at Glotmart. But you think of Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glotmart, you'll save time using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items that you've purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1. With kosher certification for both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with Basio Safe Meats and with expert Nikor, at Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glotmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. Before we even take any calls, and I see we have the thing lit up, I just want to share with you what I saw yesterday. I don't know why I never looked before, but this, they would kept sending me this all the time. If you ever do YouTube, I don't know if you don't do computers and you don't do YouTube, I can't uh, you know, start with that. But there, there is a series on YouTube about checking vegetables, which is unreal. It's a very, very good, of course, it's in Hebrew, <laughs> but, but you know, if you understand Hebrew, it's wonderful. And if you don't understand Hebrew, you see what he's doing, I think you get the message anyway. If you don't get it perfectly, sit with somebody who knows Hebrew. It's an unbelievable set of videos. The only thing is that they don't necessarily always jibe with Rabbi Vaya and Rabbi Goldstein. Okay, you know, you do what you want. Uh, and I don't know exactly when each one of these was done, maybe a year or two ago, but it's pretty recent. Unbelievable. The name of the gentleman is Rabbi Yosef Dorfman, D-O-R-F-M-A-N. He's some kind of mashkiach expert in Eretz Israel. Doesn't mean to say that uh, there aren't other opinions, 
but the description of how to check things, I've never seen such a good set of videos ever, and I, I fell in love with it. So if you have a chance, try to get, in, try to get on top of that. Uh, Rabbi Yosef Dorfman. I don't know how you tie into it. There is a website. It's called kosher1.co.il. Kosher, and the number one, uh, .co.il. And uh, in, there, in that area, um, maybe you could start from that side. Uh, if not, then just look for, for Rabbi Dorfman. And when you see him, the, the other ones will come up, and it's an amazing series. Okay, when taking I think, uh, by the way, Rabbi, that we have some videos also out checking uh, uh, they and recently, and they're running. Okay. okay. Anyway, there, I want you to know yes. each... It's once it's two minutes in English, and, you, okay. and it's very, very, very clear how to do it. I was sh it was shocking to see what he pulled out of peppers and, he, and peppers that didn't look so scary, and what other things he showed you and the the figs and the, oh my goodness, he did so many dates. He showed you so many good things that you would never do without. You learn so much from that set of videos. Go ahead. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Hi, hello. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Hello. Yes, yes go yes. ahead. I'm asking for fresh corns in the store. Cops, is problem with it? Yeah, well, we we consider it to be that there's uh, there are uh, yes, we had the rabbi via from Marriage Israel here two weeks ago, if it was two weeks ago, I think so, and we had Rabbi Goldstein, and we've always mentioned it. The last few years, they you're know, finding serious infestation in corn on the cob. We advise not to use it. We advise using only corn from a can. I'm sorry, I just don't How have any frozen? answer. What? How about frozen one? Frozen. No, no, no difference. You see, frozen has been washed well, but the problem is, can you get them out? Just like with strawberries, they're really pretty much pretty embedded inside. They get in deeply, and it's very, very hard to get them. We don't have, you know, it's, let me tell you, it could be, that when you hear something from me or from Rabbi Goldstein or Rabbi Vaya, it could be you're hearing something that is, you know, over the top or the most extreme. But we're trying to protect everybody. So we don't give out information that will maybe get you through. We want to give you what we feel you can right. sleep at night. So I, I can't, I wish I could answer you better. I wish I could give you a, a, a go I'm, ahead. Maybe somebody else will. I'm just wondering because I live in Bar Park and all the stores has the corn, they're selling it, all the food stores, all the groceries. And Yo, then, okay. Uh, selling it is no problem because I could tell you that uh, cut off the niblets and use them plain. The stores don't have to worry about how you prepare the foods. The only store I ever saw that took it seriously is Pomegranate. Pomegranate has in the, the store there the little sign, this has not been checked, this has the problem. And most people don't care about you, and they just sell the product to you, and you have to worry about it yourself. I don't think there's an Easter in them selling it to you. But 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 the Hashkafically... Mashal Salabim, you said 
Yes, yeah, but but you could no because you could you could choose to do anything with strawberries. You could cut off the outside with the uh, with 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 the corn. You could just cut the corn off and use a plain just the corn and not eat it on the cob. You know, we can they you can't say that they can't sell you a lettuce that's not been checked just because so you because you have to know how to check it or wash it or do something. The fact that they didn't give it to you ready made kosher. Is not is not a problem, you know. Please, you put on a sign. Uh... Right, there's one store I don't remember the name. They called me. They contacted me. There's one store that does that. I don't know the name of it. Probably not a big store, but I know there's one store that did it, and they were also they were considering taking certain things out because they think it was they misleading the public. I, I I mean, there's one store I know that particular took this thing, this whole topic very seriously. It's a Hasidic group, uh, a, a family, just a husband and wife situation, and they they took it very 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 seriously. But most people don't. They you know they they're selling to goyim, they're selling to yidden, they're selling to people who are asking for the product, and they're going to give it to them, and that. And they figure it's your problem how you handle it. Okay? Okay, thank you. Take good you. care. Thank you. Next, are you unconscious on the air? Can I help you, please? Yes. I have a question regarding asking for a cup of ice from a Goetia restaurant, whether it's McDonald's, whatever it is. You ask for ice? You're asking for what? A cup of ice cubes. Yeah. Is there an issue asking for ice cubes from a Goetia tray from a restaurant? No, uh, let me explain to you. Ice cubes, in, I mean, in, in a lot of places, they're, they're buying them in bags. But, uh, I, I, in fact, I happened to be in 7-Eleven when they were buying, they were buying bags of, of ice. And I think, I don't know if they open those bags and use it for themselves or sell the bags. I think they were using those, that, that ice for themselves. But there's, when you deal with ice, number one, you want to know if the water was from New York City water. If it's from New York City water, so then there's an issue of the uh, copepods. But otherwise, if it's plain out of like that, out of a thing, it's not a real problem. And even if it goes to an ice maker and a this maker, and another, it's not going to come in contact with tray for things. I don't think so. I, it's, it's open, but I don't think that it's going to come in contact with anything. I mean, they, they uh, look, if their standards are proper, then they didn't touch it. They didn't do this. I've seen in the back of places where people put their hands into things. But if you're, if you're, if you're not nervous about that, because today the, the health authorities get on top of you. So, but today I assume people are not touching things so much with their hands. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Okay. You're on Conscious in the Air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yeah. Are there any stores in Lakewood that sell Slurpees under Meshkia? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't live there. I don't know if they have uh, a 7-Eleven that's certified. A lot of communities do. I don't know if they have a certified 7-Eleven there. I'm sure you can call anybody in Lakewood, and they'll know. <laughs> I'm sure they'll know about it. Uh, you know, they, they have a Rita's ice cream store that's under Hashkacha. They have, you know, they have the, the, some of the national hush places that are under Hashkachas. I don't know if they have a 7-Eleven. I know that a lot of communities do have certified 7-Elevens. They, they have it in Chicago. We mentioned this in Detroit. Where a serious VOD tackles this problem, they want you to be secure. And unfortunately, in New York, even though we have hundreds of kosher certifications. 
I think it's hundreds, but even, yeah, maybe if not, it's a hundred. We have a lot of kosher certifications here in New York. Oh, yeah. However, they're all on their own and there's no un unification. And nobody is a community organization here. Even though they may have names that sound like it, but nobody is a community organization in, in, in Brooklyn. That I can tell you. Yeah, but do you know about Quick Check in Lakewood? Is it, is it under Meshkiah? I don't know what Quick Check is. It's a, it's a Slurpee store. It's a what store? Slurpee store. Uh, do you store? know any of them in Brooklyn? I don't know. No, I don't. You want, yeah, an, you want, alternative, you want alternative to Slurpees, so I'll tell you that, um, I forget what the name of that store is, the one that's out in Long Island, it's starting up in Lake, Lakewood also. Um, uh, come to me a little later on, when, of course, when we get off the air. But anyway, there, there are stores that sell these icy, I-C-E-E. -E. I think I-C-E-E -E, um, Slurpees, or whatever you want to call them. They don't call them Slurpees. But the I-C, that's a, probably a name that 7-Eleven owns. But the I-C-E-E, -E, that, that company, I believe, is a kosher only. I'm not positive, but I know that it's an alternative to the Slurpees. Um, if you want, if you'll tune in, I'll try to, uh, next week, I'll try to get a little clarity on, on uh, alternatives, okay? Okay. Thank well, you very much. Grapes. What? Do grapes have bugs in them? Grapes? Yes. Grapes have bugs in them, but, you know, it depends. On, you have to wash them well. Um, th there's different opinions on how much you have to wash them. The, the way that we described is a little bit involved. It takes putting it into, you take the grapes, break them into smaller clusters, just small, just a little smaller, put them into, the, into soapy water, uh, move it around a little bit, keep it there for three minutes, take it out, put it under the faucet, uh, and the, the water go on it, and do that again twice. Twice okay. more in the, in the soapy water, twice more under the faucet, and then you can eat them with no checking whatsoever. Okay. Okay? Take okay. good care. Thank you very much for calling. Okay, okay. Thank you. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah, what's the halacha of cherries? The halacha? Make a break for your AIDS. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> in, 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 Europe, in Europe, it was very bad. But in America, it's very good. I want to just tell you something that I learned. I mean, learning from. You have to see those videos that, from this Rabbi Dorfman. It's, they're really eye opening. I can't tell you how excited I was to see them. But what, what, one of the things that I saw there is he takes, actually, I hate to tell you, but they took a grape, grapes. Now, I, I told the other fellow before, we, we just washed them off a certain amount. Okay, because we have high-quality things. But if you find black dots, so the little teeny dots are nothing. The little teeny dots. But when you see some depth to it, it looks like it's under the surface. Watch out. That's usually an insect. And, and, and he, on grapes. I, on grapes. So, so, uh, so, what, so what we, but he shows us how when you have, like cherries also, I suppose, it, when it starts to rot, there's things that could be yeah. in there. That's in, that's in any food. He showed unbelievable how the peppers, how when they're starting to rot, how these uh, aphids are inside. It was, it, was, it was unreal. He took the pepper and put it to the light or the light box and showed you could see through the pepper that the, the insect was there. But if you looked at it plain, you could not see it. And it shows you what you can see and what you can't see. So what I'm saying is that, yes, if, if the cherries look good, 
Repreates, and, uh, you know, that's it. Watch out for the pits. Okay, thank you. Okay, take care. Thank you for calling. Okay, okay let's so, slide it down uh, a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah, what, look, uh, Rabbi, you see the, the text here? Yeah, I'm going to go to the text. Okay, so but anybody wants to call, it's uh, 718-683-5858. I have a whole bunch of stuff that maybe I'll be touching. No, but you know, yeah. that you already jumped for people about diet, Pepsi. That, okay, that let's see. Okay. Let's see. With, I, I, so I have to get a this. Few, a few. Okay. okay. So Did, first, first I, I don't know if I'm getting it all. Okay. Okay. You see, did you, did you just? I don't know said, what the. I don't know what this last one. Said. Okay, no, no, the, the last oh. one I, I respond. But oh, did okay. You, you just um, said. Say, so he said something about diet Pepsi being milky. No, diet Pepsi, the drink, the regular Pepsi in a can in a bottle. That's not dairy. It's diet Pepsi Slurpees that are dairy. <laughs> it's so confusing, right? Um, you wanted to know if any 7-Eleven Slurpees are kosher in Barbara Flatbush. None of them are kosher certified. N-O. And we went through the whole reason tonight. If you want to see more, I, I just had somebody uh, ask me permission to reprint a letter that I had about the 7-Eleven, and he sent it all over the Internet. What can I tell you? This, uh, we hope someday that our people will say, you know, Maybe that's right. Maybe we shouldn't go into the 7-Eleven and, and buy these things. You know, maybe we shouldn't go there. And all they have to do is that, and we could easily, the, 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 the owners of the stores would easily say, we need certification. But you don't, I don't know how many of you remember it. The Cuff K went around to all these stores and asked them to, give, to let them give certification. They were going to charge $75 a month. If you figure what that is, there's no hashkocha in Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, anywhere that the hashkocha is $75 a month. It's got to be, you know, in the in five, the three, four, five thousand dollars a year. $75 a month from a national company, national organization, but they refuse to do it. And then some of them took it on for a half a year, a year, and then they said, you know what, we got plenty of business. The people are coming in anyway. They don't seem interested in your hashkocha. Wow. You know, he threw me out. He threw out Kovke. And they'll throw everybody out. Because nobody's coming and saying, we want certification. If you wanted certification, it would be there tomorrow. Whether we should go there, we shouldn't go there, was it, that's a different question. Then you're getting into ambiance and everything. But, but in pure halacha, if you would go there... They would have put it in, and it's it's only because our people are not picking up the message. That's the point. Okay, next. Um, did you just say the Coke is dairy? <laughs> we said that Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, Slurpees are dairy. Nothing about Coke, nothing about Pepsi, the regular drinks. Can one buy black unflavored coffee from a Dunkin' Donuts? The Seven Lynn doesn't have a on the store. So let me just read to you. One of the things that I wanted to do today, but I'll, we didn't have the time. The OU put out something. I don't know if you people get these things, but you could get them. You're going to the OU.org, and they have 10 questions. Is it 10? I think it's 10 questions. There's somebody started this thing with, the, with 13 questions about uh, the summer. And, of course, they asked that question as well. Can I drink coffee at a non certified restaurant. The OU says, there's a halachic concern about coffee prepared in non-kosher restaurants because the equipment used to prepare the coffee may be washed in a dishwasher with non-kosher items. 
It is possible that even so, the kosher coffee equipment may remain kosher. There are a number of variables which could impact the kosher status, such as the introduction of soap, the temperature of the water, the method of washing, whether it's a klebishon or klesheni. Nonetheless, due to the uncertainty and ambiguity of each situation, as a general rule, the OU does not recommend the consumption of coffee prepared in a non-kosher restaurant. Next question. Is coffee from convenience stores, rest stops, and kiosks acceptable to purchase without certification? In contrast to what we just said before about it going into a non-certified restaurant, the OU says it's permissible to purchase a cup of unflavored coffee from a convenience store, rest stop, or kiosk. This is because these types of establishment generally do not prepare non-kosher food. Or even if they do, the dishes and utensils are washed by hand in a sink and not in a dishwasher. So that's the bottom line. They're using a dishwasher. And this, by the way, is a new, I mean, it's a new standard because when we were kids, they didn't say this thing. But the OU started it I mean, maybe five, ten years ago. And this is, seems to be the standard that everybody applies today. A full-scale restaurant where they have uh, a dishwasher and they and they're using and they're cleaning their tray for kalim together with these uh, coffee equipment should not be used. Uh, you shouldn't buy, buy a coffee there, but you can buy in the places they, that they don't have a dishwasher. They wash the the kalim by hand. Okay. Yes, we have another call. Okay, you're on Kashmir on the air. Can we help you? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Can you? Hi. I would like to ask about the Red Bull. If you have any information on the Red Bull. On what? Red Bull. You know, it's funny. Funny you should say that. Today, they were handing out Red Bull all over Flatbush samples. Uh, They had a car with a big fake can on the back, a big Red Bull can on the back. And they, they, they had these people going around with sacks of this stuff, giving it out today. I don't remember the exact thing. I know that at one time, the CRC... Uh, didn't accept it, and then I think they did accept it. It's simple. Go to, to this website, and if you can't do it yourself, ask somebody to do it. It's no uh, no big problem getting this information. crcweb.org, crcweb.org, and you'll look up the list of beverages, and they have there all the sodas and, and you can imagine which yeah, I know that at the, at the gas station there was uh, on the fridge there was uh, a certification. I think it was CRC, as you said. But no, 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 so no. That, that CRC does not give certification. It it, it used to be the KF from uh, London. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, well, some 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 London company, but it's outdated for a couple of months. The question is, if it's outdated, means that it, the the structure is off, or just the the letter is outdated you, and the structure is still there. You have to go to CRC website or the Star K website, and if you want to, you pick up the phone and call them. They know that they know the answer in a second. Uh, this is something that I don't sit around doing very much. So I always re- refer to them. You can go crcweb.org or stark.org or call them up on the phone. The CRC number, I forgot. You look it up. The, the, the uh, Star K number, I remember, 410-484-4110. 
there is a woman or sitting there in the office of the Star K, which will she will answer any of your questions. Amazingly, she is extremely prepared. She and the other women who work there, they train specially. They have access to databases of information. Extraordinary level of ability to answer your question. I don't know anybody who does better than them, and the, the CRC also. And these are community organizations that respond to us as kosher consumers. When you call some of the other companies, they are just businesses, and they, I don't want to say they buzz you off, but they, 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 they say, well, I can't handle it. I'm not allowed to talk about anybody else. So, Unless you pay. No, 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 no. They say they're not allowed to. They usually send them to me. But I don't. But I don't have this particular question you're asking now. I would prefer you get up-to-date information, which I don't have. Okay. Thank you very much. Take good care. Okay. Another call. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Oh yes. I just would like to know um, the number to um, Star K. Four one zero. Four. Four. One second. Four one zero. Four eight four. Four eight. Zero. No, four eight four. I'm sorry, four eight four. Four one. Four one one, one zero. Okay. Four one one zero. Four one four one, one zero. One, oh, four eight four. Four one one zero. Correct. Have a good evening. I want to thank you very much. I'm a Bowles Chuver, and your show is amazing one, to learn one second. about Kasha. One second. We all. Try to become Baal Tshuva, Baal Tshuva. If you made it, Baruch Hashem. But all I'm have to do. I'm very grateful to tshuva. being from and to learn about this kashras that you don't. That I never was raised in this kind of life. Like my mother was kosher, and my father, the Holocaust survivors, the best knowledge of ability. But I'm in a way different kosher, and it's it's it's. I take it very seriously, and I listen to this show a lot. Learn about bugs and. It's really helped me a lot. I, I'm glad that we're helpful talk. to you. I want to thank you very much. I'm glad we're helpful to you, and you should have much success in your whole program because it's a lifetime program. You, I agree. You know, I want to say my name. My name is a lot of people know me now in the community. My name is Elisheva Miriam Greenberg. Okay. Now we know okay. who you are. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you very Take much. Take good care. Okay. okay. You're on cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hi. I'm sorry. I missed part of the show. I don't know if you spoke about this already, but um, can you tell me what is the a proper way to wash blueberries? We don't have a way to wash blueberries. I really, I'm really I'm sorry. We don't know any way to, to, to guarantee that blueberries are clean. The hmm. problem with blueberries is, is that there are three different types of issues. One, you can be easily trained to find. And that is what we call scale. Scale is a little insect that covers itself with a shell on the outside. But you find that on scale on things like prunes, I think, or I mean plums, I think. I think you find it. You find on the citrus fruits. You find it on the blueberries. You find them on the various things. They have a significant amount of scale. Okay, so that you can figure out yourself. You could you look up what scale looks like, you study it, you can figure it out. But then the crown on the top, and the crown is that's like it looks like a crown, means they have little things sticking up, like little pieces sticking up, like triangles. Right. So that the crown traps what we call thrips and what we call mites, and mites are very tiny. 
and it's very hard to clean it because of what it is. You know, when you have the top of a, the top of a pepper, if you've ever seen the top of a pepper, that that area is easy to trap insects because the the, the way it's situated. You take a look at a pepper next time. It's really easy to trap bugs under there. You have to cut it away and clean it away. And that You have to work on that. But you can't work in a little thing like a blueberry. The next thing is that they have inside they have uh, maggots that get into blueberries. Are they in every blueberry? No. But it, when they people who are putting these things out in a, in a restaurant or a store or whatever it is, they're checking a certain percentage of these to make sure there are no maggots inside. You're buying a little thin container of blueberries, you're not going to be able to cut these up and check it. You don't even know how to look for it. You don't know the size they are. You don't know how to cut it properly. You're not going to be able to do it. These are three serious problems. I was in shul today. And there's a gentleman who's in the kashrus field. And he said to me today, he said, Rabbi Wickler, blueberries are impossible. I, he, he never saw such a problem. And he said, to now is the worst. So really, we're talking about something that is accepted in the industry. How far is it accepted? Well, the kashrus agencies take it seriously. But they may have ways of preparing the blueberries for you. I'm not saying this. They put out blueberries at their trafe, but for you and I, we don't belong going in there at the present time. I hope someday it will change, but that's what I understand the, the reality. By the way, I've seen the maggots. Oh, okay. And frozen, does it change No, it, it doesn't all, change or? it. It doesn't change it. The only thing I can say is that frozen, the, uh, hopefully, some of them have a higher quality, let's say. But it doesn't change anything, no. Because we're talking about an endemic problem that's in the berry. Uh, there's no way it can change it. You need x-ray to check them. Well, oh, okay. Thank you very, very you're much. You're certainly really welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. You know, it's amazing, the maggots, you know. Yeah. It's basically also the, the uh, translucent. They don't see the color unless... The color is similar to the inside of the blueberry. Yeah, because it's a, they, they, they observe the color right. from the blueberry. Right. That's always that way, yes. 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 Uh, and it's very, very tough. And the and the significant size also. Yeah. They're not tiny, like you no, can no, see. No, they're not you tiny. You can see them. Okay, another caller. Go ahead. You want to catch us on the air? Hello. Yeah. Hello. I have a question. Yes. Go ahead, please. Um, yeah. What is, um, regarding the blueberries that you just discussed? What about blueberry pie filling that has hashkacha? Well, I, I, let me explain to you. I said I said before, hashkacha is, you know, a decent, a real good hashkacha does its homework. That's all I can tell you. Whether they did it on this particular product, I don't know. Whether the company that you, the Hashkacha you're thinking about is uh, a very, very thorough one or not so thorough, I don't know. But if you take a very thorough Hashkacha, they can broaden themselves to include some things that we can't take into our houses. That's uh -huh. what I'm saying. So if you're, if you're satisfied with Hashkacha, then you don't have to stop using it if it has blueberries in it. You don't mm -hmm. have to stop using that. If you want to, okay, so you're scared, good. But uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but, uh, but, but, uh, but uh, you don't have to be yeah. because you respect that hashkocha. So each hashkocha, I mean, there's different hashkochas, right? And uh, you'll see that, uh, you know, 
hashkacha that you've followed for many years and you've and you've satisfied that they do a proper job and everything, then you have to assume they're doing it on whatever they're serving. Mm-hmm. And the same we go for corn niblets in a can. Well, yeah, in the can, the can, we haven't, no one has been said anything about uh, nibbles in a can being a problem. Uh-huh. No one has said Okay. okay? Thank you so much. You're certainly welcome. Okay. Um, we're just about at the end of the show. I want to just uh, thank everybody for listening. We're not, we're not closing yet. And I just want to make you aware that uh, this is the, the summer, and there are many, many questions that come up in the summer. There's the questions of, 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 of we, we talked about with the 7-Elevens, et cetera. People go to, go to these ice cream places, and it has a sign that they have kosher ice cream. But that's not a, a, a hashkoch on the store. And we don't belong going into those places because they're going to be using the same scoop for different types of ice cream. Some of them are kosher, some of them are not kosher. They're going to be using toppings that don't have any sign on it. They take the toppings... And they, even if they're kosher, they, they sometimes let you put the toppings on, like the sprinkles. You take your ice cream and you roll it in the, in the sprinkles. Well, somebody else was rolling theirs before, so you may be getting the non-kosher one part of it mixed into yours. It, you, you don't think about all this stuff, but that's what's out there. Many, many challenges in the summer. Okay, we have one more caller. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. You're on Kashas on the air. Can we help you? Yes, uh, you were just discussing about the blueberry pie a couple of minutes ago, and you said you have to be careful. Uh, but my question is, even if there are little tiny uh, bugs or whatever you may call them that are there, but they're already smashed to such an extent where they're not the end anymore. I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be, well, 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 wouldn't well, that well, be well, any different it? than when somebody buys, let's say, dill, crushed dill, in, a, in, a, in, a, in one of these little, little bottles? They say that's mutter. Because I guess it's not it's not visible anymore. All it's it's, it's wow. shred to pieces. Why did you call the last? Why did you call the last minute of the show? There's no way in the world that I could I possibly answer what you're asking now. And I, I just got into the car this minute. Okay, so I'm going to just touch on uh, it, and if I remember, I'll do it next time. If not, call in again. Um, okay. Basically, basically, it's like this. If something is crushed, yes, really crushed properly then there's nothing, any, no insects anymore, and, and the insects are bottled. Whether you're allowed to do that, that's a different issue. You're not allowed to do it if, it has, if it's prone to have insects in it. That's called mevatel iselet chachila. It's an iselet derabonin, right. and according to the rive, it's an iselet deraisa. So you can't do that. But if it was done, the answer is yes, but it has to be that they really were smashed to the point where they no longer exist. And then, if it was done for you, it's like to be sold in the store, it's also for you to eat it, according to Machlokas between the Taz and the Vakiva Eger. I can't really discuss that now in a half a second. So we're going to table it. We'll try to take it up next time. Thank you very much for calling, everyone listening, and we hope to enjoy you again next week. Take care.